Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. Today, our church around the world celebrates the Feast of the Epiphany, the story in which the Magi, they recognize the presence of God in this world, they journey to Jesus, and then they praise and give him right worship. John Paul II said, Everything that we need to know about the spiritual life is found in this story. In fact, this story was one of Pope John Paul II's most favorite stories in all of the Bible. St. Augustine once said, The journey of the Magi to Jesus Christ is the journey for us all who are seeking the presence of Christ in our life. Now notice how the story begins. It says, Behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star at its rising, and we have come to do him homage. Now there's great speculation from centuries on end. Who are these magi? Are they astrologers? Are they wise men? Are they kings? Well, Matthew gives us two good clues. One, we know that they are from the east. And two, we know that they are studying the stars in the sky. Now, according to historical accounts, there was a well-developed culture in Babylon, which is present-day Iraq. Ironic enough, it is east of Israel. Now, the Babylonians practiced astrology. They were studying stars, and not only that, but charting them. More to it, they're looking at the stars to recognize God's true presence in the world and when it will take place by the positioning of the stars. Now, here is the first lesson that we can take from the story that we can apply in our own spiritual journey. We have to be attentive to the presence of God in our life, just like the Magi were. For so many people in this world, their spiritual journey never gets off the ground. Why? Because they're preoccupied with so many things. Honor, power, money, prestige, materialism, work. People don't take the time to look, study, and be attentive to the presence of God in their life. They're more attentive to other things in this world. Well, you look at the Magi. Every night they went out and they studied, they analyzed, they searched the stars for the watching of the presence of God coming into this world. Well, we have to do the same thing ourselves. We have to study, watch, analyze, look each and every day for the presence of God in our life and in this world. How do we do it? In many different ways. Praying every day, Mass on a regular basis, devotions. Those are all ways in which we are constantly studying, analyzing, searching for God's presence in our life. Next in the story, the Magi see the star. They interpret it, that it means that the presence of God has now entered into this world. And so they set out immediately. They don't hesitate. Now, as I mentioned many times before, travel in the ancient world 
was very hazardous and perilous. The roads in the ancient world were not like ours. Our roads in our day and age are paved, and at night they're lit up with lights. There's signage to tell us where to go as far as highways, as far as cities and towns. However, in the ancient world, it was not like that at all. The roads were paths at best. There was no AAA maps or GPS. There was no signage whatsoever. It was very easy to get lost. More to it, traveling, you were exposed to the elements, the rain, the cold, the wind. You slept outdoors. Worse yet, along these roads hid robbers and kidnappers and murderers, even wild animals. Now the Magi knew this, but nonetheless, they were willing to take the risk. Here is another lesson that we can take from the story to apply in our own spiritual journey. When we see the presence of God in our life from this world, we must move and act upon it. Even though it may be difficult, we must muster the courage and the conviction to move upon it. One of the great spiritual dangers is to see the presence of God in our life or in this world, and we don't act upon it. It's like spiritual complacency. We know we should act upon it, but we say to ourselves, well, I'm just too busy. Maybe tomorrow or maybe next week. No, we have to act upon it, just like the Magi. Next in the story, the Magi arrive in Jerusalem and they seek out Herod for help to find the child. It says, when Herod heard, he was greatly troubled and all of Jerusalem with him. Now we all know Herod's intentions are nothing but the worst. He's using these magi as some sort of spies to help locate and even destroy Jesus Christ. Another lesson that we can take from this story to apply in our own spiritual journey is when we found the presence of Christ in our life and when we acted upon it, we'll expect opposition. A great example of this is J.R.R. Tolkien's trilogy, The Lord of the Rings. Now, Tolkien was a very devout Catholic. And he specifically wrote The Lord of the Rings with an incredibly Catholic theme to it. It's a story about a little band of individuals who come together and they journey. They go on a perilous journey in order to save the world. Now, throughout this journey, they encounter opposition and forces of evil, but they muster the courage to overcome those challenges. And so it teaches us a lesson. When good people enter into the spiritual journey, they will be opposed. So too with us. When we walk the path of Christ each and every day of our life, when we live out our faith every day, yes, we're going to be challenged. We may face battles, but we shouldn't be afraid. We have the power of the Holy Spirit within inside of us that can overcome any power in this world. Now notice how cold and calculating Herod is. He says to the Magi, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word, so that I too may go and do him homage. Herod is deliberately manipulating these Magi for his own gain. And so, we have to be careful in our spiritual journey. And Jesus knew that. Go back to the story in which Jesus sends out the twelve apostles on their first evangelization mission. Before he sends them out, Remember the advice he gives them. Be as innocent as doves, but be as cunning as serpents. 
Well, if we're only innocent, then we won't see the tricks or the pitfalls put in our way, and therefore we'll be unsuccessful in our journey. But if we are innocent as well as cunning, then our eyes are wide open. Then we'll see the tricks as well as the challenges and be able to overcome them. And so the Magi, they set out. Upon finding Jesus and Mary, it says they prostrated themselves and did him homage and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now these gifts are clearly prophetic. They tell us who Jesus is and why he came into this world. First, gold. Gold is a symbol of kingship. In the ancient world, only royalty wore gold. Gold crowns, gold jewelry, gold rings. And so Jesus truly is our king. Frankincense is a special incense that is only burned in the temple of the high priest in Jerusalem, where the Jews believed the presence of God existed. And so it's symbolic that Jesus truly is the Son of God. Myrrh, it's a burial ointment that the Jews used in the ancient world to anoint the entire body before burial. It's symbolic of how Jesus' mission would end up with his death on the cross. Now, all three of these gifts, they tell us who, what, and how. Who Jesus is. He is the Son of God. What will he do for us? Well, as king, he will lead us out of sin and death. How will he do it? Through his death and resurrection. Now, take these gifts to a deeper level. These gifts are the very best the Magi have to offer to Jesus. Here's another lesson that we can apply in our own spiritual journey from this story. When we set out on our journey and we have now found the presence of Christ in our life, like the Magi, we give Jesus the very best of who we are, the best of our heart, mind, and soul, the best of our will and our intellect, the best of our time and our attention. We hold nothing back. And yet, what's the great spiritual danger? For people to offer a little bit to God, a little bit of their time, a little bit of their attention, a little bit of their heart, to give God a half-hearted attempt. Well, that can't be for us. When we know and feel that we are in the presence of Christ, we are naturally compelled to offer the very best that we have. We hold nothing back. Jesus truly is our King, and therefore he deserves nothing but the best from us. One last thing. Notice how the story ends. It says, Having warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country in another way. Well, that's great. Here's the last spiritual lesson that we can apply in our spiritual journey from the story. When you come into the presence of Jesus Christ and you offer him the very best of what you have, the gift of yourself, you're going to be a different person. You're going to walk a different path. St. Thomas Aquinas once said, you can never come to Jesus Christ and go back the same way. Well, if you offered the very best of what you have, the gift of yourself to Christ, expect a change. You will not be the same person. You will be a better person, a stronger, a greater faith-filled person. You will think more like Christ. You will act more like Christ. Your words will be more like Christ. 
Friends, in this story of the journey of the Magi is the story of our own spiritual journey. One, we have to be attentive to the presence of God in our life. And he is always present in our life, each and every day of our life. When we see that presence, we have to act upon it. We can't put it off. Expect challenges when we walk that journey, but don't be afraid. We have the power of the Holy Spirit, which is more powerful than anything in this world. And when we are now in the presence of Christ, offer our King the very best of what you have, the gift of yourself. Hold nothing back. And when you do that, like all people that encounter Jesus Christ in their life, you will be a better person. You will be a stronger and faith-filled person. And that's all that Christ ever wants from us. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.